Welcome to Fanboy and the Snob. I'm Chad. And today we watch Star Trek 3. The Search for Spock. And Star Trek 4. The Voyage Home. Yes, we were doing a double video today. Double feature. We decided... Well, we watched Search for Spock, what, like in the afternoon? Yeah. Because we're in Texas. And then we were like, well, fuck, I don't want to go outside. It's 100 degrees. Fuck it, let's watch The Voyage Home. Why not? Well, they ended uh, Search for Spock perfectly, where if we watched both of them, it could just be like one big it movie. It was one, well, same with Wrath uh, of Khan. Yeah. It was just one big movie. Yeah, but Wrath of Khan was long. Wrath of Khan was the longest and the better of yeah. the three. Oh, God, yeah. Journey's the weakest, and uh, Search for Spock was just okay. Yeah, Wrath of Khan could have stood as just its own movie without anything else. Which I both think was these, the plan. Yeah, both of these movies needed each other to make yeah. sense. Um, so yeah, as we all know, Wrath of Khan ends with Spock sacrificing himself. Uh, you know, needs of the many uh, outweigh the needs of the few or the individual. And, uh, he dies. But before he dies, he mind melts with, uh, uh, Bones. And Bones starts going insane, right? Because, uh, this one picks up with them leaving the Genesis planet in a fucked up Enterprise. Like, yeah. they're like, we barely managed patch it together and the first scene you see of the Enterprise it's like literally they spot welded <laughs> like they cleared whatever you know hole breach they had with spot welding and uh they're flying back and then they get a security alert someone's in fucking Spock's room mm -hmm. they run down Kirk brings some football players <laughs> and it turns out it's Bones sitting in the corner but speaking in Spock's voice asking him for help and that's when you start to like piece together exactly what happened uh, they get to the space dock. Bones gets put under, like, they, they said he was overworked and stressed. Overexhausted. Yeah, overexhausted. Yeah. So he's in, like, the hospital. Um, the commander of Starfleet it's, decides to scrap the Enterprise because it's 20 years old. So, like, Kirk doesn't have a ship or anything. What's the other one called? The Excelsior with a transwarp drive, which they abandoned directly after this movie you never like no one ever uses transwarp again because i mean the cards flying around 300 or 200 years in the future still using a warp drive so yeah. um yeah let's talk about when bones went to the bar oh yeah bones goes to the bar right because this is probably one of the funniest scenes in the movie because bones is like he's half spock half Bones right now. Yeah. So if you know Bones and Spock's relationship, Bones is a is a very human human, and Spock was always a very Vulcan Vulcan, and Vulcans are all about logic and emotion. Bones is all about emotion and compassion, and because he's a doctor, which the scenes in in four when he's doing doctor like my God, <laughs> this is this is the Dark Ages, <laughs> Spanish Inquisition, like talking about modern medical technology, <laughs> chemotherapy. <laughs> Why don't you just kill him? <laughs> Bones was the best. I forgot how good Bones was. Yeah. I've seen these movies so many times that, like, you know how you see movies a bunch of times in a row, you start focusing on different things? Well, Bones steals, like, almost every scene. He season. steals every scene season. That's why he, uh, that's why he didn't get co-starring. It mm -hmm. was, uh, Nimoy, Kirk, uh, Nimoy, Shatner, and DeForest Kelly were the, the, the starring. Yeah. And then it was co-starring Michelle Nichols, um, God damn it. Duhan, Duhan, and what was uh, Chekhov's real name? I said it out loud like four times. <laughs> I hate how I do that. But yeah, Search for Spock is pretty cool. 
because it's literally the search for Spock. So it turns out when they, he died and they fired his torpedo like into space, gravity was weird and he wound up soft landing on the surface of Genesis. And then the Genesis project is supposed to create life out of nothing. Mm. So it used the organic matter that is Spock and created him. And because it's supposed to do it all in a day, he rapidly ages to the ages. But it's the biggest cop-out ever, if you think about it. Yeah. But at the same time, the way the science was explained, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because uh, Kirk's son, Danny, right? Da David. David. He did some things he wasn't supposed he to. He used unst unst unstable photon proton matter or something yeah. like that. And uh, that's that actually is what causes the Genesis planet to, to fall apart. Yeah. Um, whole plant just unstable breaking from the inside yeah which really helps kirk in that fist fight a couple times but yeah um that rock launched him up <laughs> yeah so we're, we're also forgetting about um how the klingons even find out about the genesis project yes that uh evil chick who i think's from the original series i've only seen the original series the whole way through five times so i'm not that's I'm, it I'm, yeah i'm not i've seen next gen like i watch it every year <laughs> since i was like 10 <laughs> So that's like 20 times. I've seen Deep Space Nine like seven times, Voyager twice, Enterprise three times, and I have not seen any Star Trek after Enterprise, because yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna watch, I'm no. not gonna watch Picard, I'm not gonna watch STD. Beyond. I'm not gonna watch Beyond. Be below, uh, below Decks. I'm not gonna watch Lower Decks. Lower Decks. I'm not gonna watch, what's Brave New Worlds, or whatever it is. I'm not gonna watch it, don't care. You can't, you can't make me, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fucking make me. Somebody put a gun to your head? Dude, I was telling you earlier, I was like, when I was like, dude, Storm Trek Picard? And I got hopeful for a, like a split second that I remembered, oh wait, it's modern day, so, no. Yeah. And I was totally right. Everything I said Picard was going to be was right. But anyway, that's an old JYA podcast. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so the Klingons figured out because they buy the information off the Genesis Project from um, some lady who hired mercenaries. And then uh, she lets slip that she knows what's on the disc, and then... Um, I think she knew what she was doing. Well, yeah, that's why she wasn't upset with it. Yeah. It's like I was trying to explain to you Klingon culture, like the whole idea of like... Honor and all that. Honor. One of their things before they say they, to go into battle is like, today is a good day to die. Mm. Like, that's their big like, let's go, today's it's a good day. It's kind of like samurai-ish. Yeah. Samurai Mongolian, yeah. you know, like I, earlier we were watching Next Gen and I was trying to be like, so are Romulans Japanese or what? And they were like, are they, you know, like you try to draw the equivalent. Like Cardassians, obviously, the Nazis, what they did to the Bajor, Bajor are the Jews. It, it's Ferengi are the, also Jews. Uh, they like their, 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 they always rub their hands together <laughs> and they have like sharp teeth and elongated noses and big ears. Roddenberry knew what he was doing. But yeah. Um, what are they called? The who? Bad guys? Klingons. Yeah, the Kling they look badass in this movie. That, yeah, this is when the Klingons really, because in the original series, they were just guys with tan skin. <laughs> yeah, it was super lame, because they didn't have like the prosthetic department, I guess. Yeah. But in this movie, this is when they get their look. Like the, the metal chest piece, and the spiked boots, and the spiked knuckles, and, we got and to the see ridged foreheads. And we get to see Christopher Lloyd as a villain again. Christopher Lloyd kills him. He was like a no-bullshit kind of guy. Uh... Would take the Vulcan. No. Why? Because you want me to. Like, <laughs> And Kirk's like, give me a minute. And he's like, I'll give you two. Yeah, whereas Khan was like, you, Kirk was like, give me a minute. And he goes, I'll give you 30 seconds. Like, it was, it was, <laughs> it was two kinds of, like, badass, like, no bullshit villains. I do kind of wish there was more screen time for Christopher Lloyd. In this yeah, movie. yeah, but they had to get Spock back to life. And that was the thing. 
they might not have I don't know how the budget would have been on this movie. They probably had to make it so it was this long. I'm pretty sure it's the shorter of the three. But Christopher Lloyd's, get out! Yeah. <laughs> when it blows up, that scream was so legit. Because he like leans in to listen to his console. Then his eyes widen and he just starts screaming and standing up for his guys to get off it. Yeah, because at this point, David and... Uh... David and... I want to say Sarek, but that's not her name. So Sovek? Sovek? Savik, yeah, Savik and David stay behind on Genesis to explore it, while a Federation starship science vessel, mm. the Grisham, is uh, circling, around circling, orbiting. Monitor. Yeah, uh, the Klingon vessel shows up, blows up the Grisham, and then beams Klingons down and holds David, Sarek, and because uh, David and what's her name, beam down to the planet. To yeah, to find... search for the life form that they, because they found a life form that was on the planet uh, where Spock's tomb was. Uh, it, an animal life form, not yeah. a plant. So like, there, there's no, there's not supposed to be like animals yet. So they're like, what the fuck? It was pretty cool though when they land on the thing, all the little microorganisms on the evolved casket, super like fast evolved. to yeah. a weird monster. And then when you see him again later, they're like big and yeah. they're fucking Klingon. Just he doesn't crush his its throat. He puts his thumb in it and tears it open. Yeah. And I think the other Klingons are just watching him struggle. I like how Christopher Wood's face got super red too. Yeah, he was choking. But he wasn't panicking. Yeah, well, Klingons, man. Yeah. They outnumber us. We are Klingon! <laughs> you know, and then everyone's like, you're right. We're Klingon. That's right. I wish they had one guy in the back with a bat left. You know? <laughs> they all had phasers, or disruptors, because Klingon used disruptors, not phasers. It's very important. As we saw, the difference between a phaser and a disruptor. One looks a lot more painful. The guy screamed. <laughs> Where, and then when the Klingon got shot with the phaser, he just fell over. Because Christopher Lloyd's like, just take out the engines. And he fires, and it blows up the entire Grisham. And he's like, I wanted prisoners! And he goes, lucky shot? <laughs> and then the other guy goes, sir, if you wanted prisoners, you go, say something stupid. You know? Like, there's people on the planet. And he goes, oh, well, okay. Chris <laughs> yeah. Roy was great. Yeah. He played, he was... His performance, I think, is what most Klingons for the future show is based mm. on, where they're, like, aggressive, angry, but also calculating and cunning, yeah. and very cocksure. Um, so, yeah, basically, they figure out they need to go get uh, Spock's body from... Kasarek comes to Kirk and explains to him that, like, it's Vulcan tradition, you gotta bring the body back to Vulcan, you know. Um, did he give you... Did Spock mind meld with you before he died? No, it was Bones. So they grab bones, and they're gonna, they're gonna, they're like, we need to go back to Genesis. You can't go to Genesis. Restricted space. They have no ship. They have nothing. So they do some cowboy diplomacy. <laughs> fucking steal themselves a ship. Steal that themselves. plan was perfect though. Everybody did their part perfectly. Yeah, and it wasn't like it wasn't like Ocean's Eleven where it's like so bullshit. It's unbelievable. It was yeah. very believe. Like Michelle Nichols, like the guy's like, why would you want to be here in a horror? It's like I just want some peace and quiet. And then they walk in, and he's like, that's Admiral Kirk. And she's like, get in the fucking closet. It's like, you want excitement, right? Yeah, this is what you want, heart racing, adrenaline <laughs> pumping? And he's like, geez, okay, I'll just... Go. I honestly thought they were going to take him with them. Yeah, I thought he'd be... I would have been like, okay, I'm game, let's go. Yeah. Admiral, I love when um, the Enterprise pulls in the space dock, everyone just stands up and looks at it. And whenever Kirk walks into a room, they're like, that's Admiral Kirk. Because, you know, if you've seen the show, the five-year mission he was on was fucking bananas. <laughs> And then I like how they show every other captain is either like very by the books and responsible or just incompetent. Mm. Yeah. It's like Kirk was the right amount of not by the books but very competent, which makes him an amazing captain. Wild card. 
Wild card. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, God. And then, so they go to Genesis, and they roll up in the Enterprise, and they're trying to fucking hail the Grisham. That was a cool scene, though, when the Enterprise is there, and they're, like, looking. They're looking out the view screen. Then he sees, like, the little distortion. distortion. Yeah. What's that? Could be a cloaked vessel. Shields? Oh, no. No shields. Charge phasers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when it uncloaks, they shoot at it and hit it, and it has to, like, turn about real quick. And he's like, shields up, and they're like, we can't. We can't get our shields up. And what's his name was like, what's his name? Scotty. Scotty was like, I don't think we'd encounter enemies. Yeah, I didn't think we'd be in the middle of a gunfight. <laughs> I'll do what I can. Scotty was great in this movie. Scotty yeah. was great in both movies. He's good in all of them. Yeah. James Doohan. He was great even in Next Gen when he shows up for an episode, which is what I told you when Scotty's always like, it'll take eight hours, but I'll do it him too. It's He's just fucking lying. <laughs> you never tell the captain the correct amount of time. You always over-exaggerate. So at this point, they're both at a stalemate. Yeah. Because they both fucked each other's ships up. Well, he doesn't know how fucked up the Enterprise is. Mm. He's like, they could kill us right now if they wanted to. Why aren't they firing? And then he goes, sir, they want to speak to you. Or, my lord. I like how the Klingons are my lord. Because <laughs> uh, I explained to you how the whole houses and stuff like that. Where I don't they... fuck with Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. So, um... They wind up talking back and forth, and then Christopher Lloyd kind of figures out that their ship is way more fucked up than his. Mm. And he's like, I could just blow you up, but I want you to tell me the secrets of Genesis. And he's like, all right, I'll tell you the secrets of Genesis. And he goes, all right, I'm going to beam dudes over. And that's when he self-destructs the ship. Yeah, they all, pretty much, they had like 60 seconds left. Yeah. Because he gave them the two minutes, so the 60 seconds No, left. we're missing a huge key scene before that. Christopher Lloyd wants to show Kirk he's serious. So he, kill, he says, kill oh, yeah. one of the prisoners, doesn't matter who. So the Klingon pulls out his knife, and he's walking around them, walking around them. He decides to kill Sarek, and fucking David, Kirk's son, does a very Kirk thing and jumps in the way. But he didn't have Kirk's fist-fighting training. Yeah. As we can see, Kirk can throw a fucking punch. Um, fights a fucking... Fights a lot of things. Yeah. And he, uh, he winds up getting stabbed to death on the planet's surface. And then... Uh, uh, Sarek reports to Kirk that David's been killed and you see Kirk go like miss his chair and land on the ground that's my that was a nice, son that was a nice performance that's my that. son you Klingon bastards <laughs> and then thus begun a lifelong hatred of Klingons for Kirk yeah <laughs> which comes to play in uh, Undiscovered Country <laughs> um yeah so uh the Klingons beam aboard fucking Kirk and his people beam off at the exact same t that they beam on, so it only looks like one signature, right? Because they set the self-destruction. Yeah. So that one Klingon walks on the bridge, and he's like, it's empty, sir. All we hear is a voice. And he's like, what's the voice? And seven, six, get out! <laughs> and then it blows up, and you see the Enterprise blow up. I think this is the first time you see the Enterprise blow up. Yeah. Uh, in all the next-gen movies, it blows up every movie, so it's like, come on. You know? It's so mm. annoying. But yeah, it blows up. The explosion looked pretty good, too. Yeah, the, I like the way instead of just blowing up completely, it was just like the Parts front, of it. the saucer section blew up, and yeah. then it just spun out of control and crashed <laughs> into the planet. I like how it perfectly, because they had to put the three activation codes in for everything. I like how it perfectly... Yeah, yeah, each just, section that they controlled. Yeah. So like Scotty's engineering section blew up, <laughs> Kirk's command section, and then um, uh, uh, Chekhov's like con, you yeah. know, like weapons and shit like that blew, blows up. So at this point, uh, the crew's marooned on Genesis. And they're talking, and he finds, like, the walkie-talkie because they take out the guys that were on the ground. Oh, uh, well, Spock kills one of them. Yeah. 
because Spock is rapidly aging and he's going through Pon Far, so he's like, if you guys know what Pon Far is, uh, it's when uh, Vulcans fuck, but uh, Vulcan, Vulcan males go fucking insane <laughs> if they don't bust a nut. So like, he's freaking out. A Klingon walks up to him and he, teenage Spock just throws him across the room and he cracks his skull open on a rock and dies. And the other Klingon comes over like, oh shit. <laughs> this is when Kirk and the others wander around. Roll up and Kirk quick draws on. Yeah. And he goes flying and dies. And then uh, Kirk picks up the transmitter, or the communicator, and he's like, if you want the secrets of Genesis, beam me and my crew up to your ship right now. Respond. So then, what's his name? Christopher Lloyd beams down. Yeah. And he's like, he tells his boys, four to beam up. And they beam up Kirk's crew, leaving Kirk and Spock. And then Kirk does the great line like, why not take the Vulcan? Because you want me to. You know, like... I love that. And then uh, a rock shoots the uh, Lloyd up into the air, right? Because it busts out of the ground, and they start fucking fist fighting. And it's pretty bad. Like, what? Give me the secrets to Genesis! As he's choking him. Yeah. Kirk fucking just boxes his ears. And is uh, Spock shot up during, before that fight? No, Scott. Spock. So he's there the whole time? Yeah, he's there the whole time yeah. freaking out. All right. I like when um, Kirk tries to kick him in the balls and he doesn't even react, because I guess... Klingon genitals are different. Not where my balls are. <laughs> yeah, they do that in Undiscovered Country. Really? It looks like he has a. The guy has like a knee wound, so Kirk punches it, and the guy just is instantly out of the fight. And he's like, "I didn't know that. Take it out of him." And he goes, "Not everything has genitals in the same spot." <laughs> and Kirk's like, "Woo!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is actually a pretty decent fight. Considering. Yeah, it was like the last half of the movie, and it was just a straight like. At one point, um. Kern or Christopher Lloyd has him up against the wall and he's just bashing his head against the wall. We also commented on the makeup like Kirk's, both of Kirk's knuckles yeah, were he all fucked up. Fucked up. Yeah. Did you notice when David was being held prisoner he had like fucking bruises all over his face yeah. meaning he tried to fight when they first showed up? Mm. Oh yeah, they did a great job with that fight. I loved when he got shot up in the air. Yeah. Because it looked good. They actually did that with a fucking thing. Yeah. It, it looked good. So pretty much while they're fighting, the whole planet is just getting destroyed. Lava and fires going everywhere. And they fall on this little ledge part. Like yeah. uh, the end of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Straight up, he falls into the lava like Gollum. Yeah. So basically the ground breaks and Christopher he, Lloyd's hanging. hanging. Kirk goes, give me your hand. And Christopher Lloyd grabs his leg. Like, if we're both going to die. Like, I've had enough of you. Enough of you. And he just boots him in straight in the face. And Christopher Lloyd lets go and dies. And then he calls in Klingon to get beamed up. So they beam him up. Kirk walks onto the bridge. There's one Klingon with a gun on the crew. And then he's got a gun on the Klingon. And then the Klingon's like, I failed my duty. Or no, Kirk goes, what are we going to do with you? And he goes, well, I failed my duties. I request death. And Kirk goes, I'll, I'll kill you he's later. He's like, I don't deserve to live. I'll, I'll kill you later. <laughs> <laughs> and then they manage to get away from the planet. And then the guy's like, and then Kirk's like, send him to the brig. And he goes, you said you'd kill me. I lied. <laughs> like... <laughs> Kirk's quips were pretty good in this. Um, yeah, so that's Search for Spock. I know I'm leaving a lot out, but... Let's talk about how do you like how uh, Leonard Nimoy had it filmed and everything. I think Leonard Nimoy was a great director. Yeah, it was like, we're going to talk about uh, Voyage Home, but the filming in that first movie to this one was a little different. And I think it had to do with like the script and what they wanted them to do. Well, there was do. four screenwriters on Voyage yeah. Home and one screenwriter on Search for Spock. So I feel like I one point in a voyage home they're like we want this to be wacky yeah the hospital chasing but yeah yeah 
I told you, Voyage Home is more of a comedy than it yeah. is. But it was still... I like the fact that Voyage Home doesn't have a villain, you know? Yeah, it's just a crisis. It's just more of a Star Trek episode. I love the music in this movie. In the in the Search for Spock yeah. and Wrath? Because they yeah. switch musician. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Horner was the guy we liked, and then they switched to the new guy who would do it like... I, 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 I like the opening song, Yeah, but I didn't like the rest. Wasn't as good as the first two. Not at all. Yeah. It's not even good. <laughs> it was okay. I didn't... It didn't fit it. It didn't fit the scenes. Yeah. Like, you hear that opening, like, the song. The strings. Yeah. And it's like, this is rad. Do, 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 do. And then the rest of the movie doesn't have that vibe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe um, he didn't even write that song. Maybe that was left over from the last movie. I feel like, uh, you know how, like, Lord of the Rings has that one title song? Yeah. Da, 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 da. I feel like that's what that was. Yeah. I love the sets in uh, Search for Spock, though. Yeah, Search for Spock, the, the sound stage they used for Genesis was really They did rad. a great job with the map paintings. And the everything. volcano. Having, like, the, the one little... Yeah. Oh, it was no. pretty cool. That was a great movie. Yeah. Definitely, uh... Rathacon. Rathacon's first. Rathacon's just, like... This is this is one of those series where it goes, first is best, second's okay, third's the worst. Yeah. Whereas, like, Star Wars, it's like, this one was good, this one was amazing, this one kind of sucked. Return of the Jedi's great. And then Lord of the Rings is like, this one was good, this one's amazing, this one's okay. You know? Yeah. Return of the King was great, though, for, like, emotional value, but... Like, too much slow motion, too many scenes that just don't need to be there. Yeah. Um, but we're not talking about Peter Jackson, we're talking about... Star Trek. What was your favorite thing about uh, Search for Spock? Uh, I think the interpersonal relationships between the crew. Mm. I think because these guys have been acting together for so long, they knew exactly how to play <laughs> off each other perfectly. I We didn't talk about this, I like the face morphings of they did oh, stuff. yeah, where, that like, pretty like, cool. <laughs> like, his face is aging and that, and you're yeah, like, holy yeah, yeah. shit, that's fucking weird. The bar scene was cool in Search for Spock, too, where the guy speaks like Yoda. Yeah, that was the one guy that was trying to sell him the ship. Or not even sell him the ship, oh, he was trying to charter the ship, and yeah. the guy was, like, trying to give him a runaround. He's like, what's the logic in needing permits for something uh, illegal? Like, he's flipping back and forth between passionate bones and logical smog. Mm -hmm. And then that star uh, fleet officer is like, I'm actually with security. I like that. He's like, Genesis, that'll be a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Then he puts him in jail. And then Sulu and Kirk show up to bust him out of jail. And Sulu's like, so, busy day. And the guy stands up and goes, yeah, tiny. And you're just like, dude, that's Sulu. You don't understand. You haven't seen the show. This guy kicks ass 24-7. <laughs> like, seriously, Sulu is their, like, badass, like, I can fight Sprawler. you. Brawler. Yeah. That's cool. So then uh, it shows Kirk busting uh, fucking bones out of jail, and Sulu's got this eight-foot-tall guy against the wall, and then he throws him on the ground. He's like, don't call me tiny. <laughs> Sweet little judo throw. Yeah, yeah. In, in the original series, there's a scene where I think the Enterprise gets boarded by aliens, and Sulu just grabs a katana and, like, gets shirtless, and is like, let's go! And it's like, That's damn, cool. Sulu. <laughs> You're so cool. Oh, George Takei. I hate George Takei nowadays, but back then he was rad. You know, he raped a guy, but he said it wasn't rape because he did it for sex, not for power. Yeah, because you can only rape someone when it's about power. Yeah, he's pretty much a scumbag. Yeah. He's, he's a diddler, I think, too. But he gets away with it because he steals memes from 4chan and Reddit and posts them on Twitter. Yeah. I don't like him anymore. I, I, like, I like Sulu. I liked him back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, but 90s and two nowadays, George yeah. can suck a fucking cock, which well, he does. 
but like in a negative way. Voyage Home. Yeah, so what's cool about these three movies is Wrath of Khan just starts, right? And then it ends, right? Uh, Search for Spock starts with the ending of Wrath of Khan. Voyage Home starts with the ending of Search for Spock. Yeah. So basically, Search for Spock ends with Spock being brought to Vulcan. Um, his body doesn't have a brain because his brain's in uh, bones. There's no guarantee we can do this. This was done thousands of years ago and only in myth. And Bones just takes a second to be like, let's do it. And he goes, let's do it. Or no, what is he? There's great danger to you. And he goes, well, wish you had said that before I came here. You know, <laughs> like, just like, shit. Well, I gotta do it. You know, everyone's here. We're all in costumes. He steals every scene. I love it. Yeah. It's just that look he does where he just kind of, you know? <laughs> So what's it, she like a high priestess or something? She, I think I think uh, Vulc Vulcan is a matriarchal society, so she was like the bitch, the top bitch. Yeah. So, so they do the little ceremony, and it works. Except Spock isn't. He, no, he's Spock, but he's not the Spock we know. He's forgotten the five year mission. Yeah. So, so slowly through the movie, he's going to be. He's he's a hundred percent Vulcan. Yeah. And then by the end of Voyage Home, he's he's fucking Spock again. Which is awesome. What was he saying when they is like humans have to swear? Uh, they say it every other word. Colorful metaphors. Yeah. I believe it's time for a colorful metaphor, Admiral. Not now, Scott. Liam <laughs> <laughs> Nemore was probably just killing it. It's the best I think of the three movies he was. Yeah, he was really good in it. Kirk was really good in it. Yeah. Fucking uh, Chekhov was really good in it. Everyone was really good in Voyage Home. Voyage Home was the acting movie. Yeah. Because there was no main villain. And it was just them interacting with you. So basically, Voyage Home picks up with, uh, they're in the stolen Klingon vessel. It's been retrofit. They name it the HMS Bounty, which is the famous mutineer ship um, from you know, way back in the day. It's weird how people in Star Trek are obsessed with like the 16th century and the 17th century. It's really fun. It's like, it's like Riker playing jazz from the 90s, or jazz <laughs> from the 50s. It's like, you're from the 25th century and you're listening to jazz, like... That's like me, like, obsessing over Mozart, well, you know? That's a silly thing, like, Doctor Who. Why do you always end up on Earth? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that is actually retarded. But anyway, <laughs> talking about Star Trek. So this movie starts with them leaving Vulcan for the journey home, mm. which is to Earth. But there's a mysterious cigar-shaped probe that's just fucking shit up. It basically looked like there was a plan. They just tunnel a perfect, like, sphere. Through it. And then there was that out. white orb that it was, like, tractor beaming. So wherever this orb went, radio frequencies and electricity yeah, they, just it went would send, out. Yeah, it would send a frequency out that would destroy technology, basically. So, yeah. like, like what was the ship? The the Saratoga with the, the female captain? Yeah. Like, you see them lose power and then, like, lose life support, and they're all just like we can't do any so everyone on that ship dies basically yeah. and then what did they say um three klingon vessels were destroyed two smaller craft and a civilian ship so like this thing is just carving a path to earth and then it gets to earth oh the space dock too it puts the space dock out of commission yeah and all while this was all going on they're having a trial right no that was was that after the trials at the end of the movie this no, is what the, the beginning of the movie was the Klingon. The ambassador claiming that Kirk was a terrorist and that yeah. the Klingons and the Federation are going to go to war unless you extradite Kirk to me. And then Sarek Spock's father shows up and goes, hey, didn't you shoot first? 
and he goes, that, whoa, 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 that's whoa. irrelevant. I, I'm leaving. You know, and it's like, get him, Zerg. You know, we won't forget about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he leaves to go to Kronos, which is. I fucking love that outfit he was wearing. Though. Dude, the Klingon. That was so cool. I'm so glad you like the Klingons because Next Gen has a lot of really good Klingon episodes. Yeah. Like, they, there's an entire season about Worf dealing with being a Klingon and being in the Federation <laughs> with the House of Duras and stuff. Like, oh, wait for it. House of Moog versus House of Duras is some good shit, bro. Gowron. Oh, then Kalis comes back to life. It's so good. Kalis is like, never mind. <laughs> yeah, as Kirk and them are traveling back to Earth, the little probe is doing a bunch of shit, like messing with the tides and everything, all the electricity of the space station. And it's vaporizing the ocean. Yeah, that was a very that was a cool scene. It's like, and they were, and, and they was very specific that they were blasting the signal at Earth's oceans, mm. which leads Spock, who's 100% Vulcan, 100% logic go. Well, they're obviously not trying to talk to people. Yeah. They're trying to talk to something in the ocean. So then Kirk goes, fuck, you're right. Uh, monitor their signal to make it sound like it's underwater. So they go through all the animals of the ocean. No, no, no. They, they go through the water, and they figure out it's it, it's a whale song. So then they go through all the animals, and they figure out specifically it's a humpback whale song. Yeah. So then, what do we do, boys? We've done it before. Let's go back in time. Because <laughs> they they went back in time to World War Two, and that's where the picture of Nimoy and Kirk highly Hitler comes from. Jesus. Well, they had to because they had to maintain disguises that they were SS officers. Well, before they go back to get the transmission from Earth, where everybody they were just sending out to everybody like, "Do not come." To yeah, Earth. don't come to Earth. Do not any Federation vessel. Do not come to Earth. You'll die. Like, do you think Leonard Nimoy's father was surprised he did that? Because he's like, "You should put the stress call out." No, I think that's exactly because that's a logical thing to do. Tell everyone to stay away. Because yeah. if everyone came here, they'd all be disabled and blow up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now let's talk about the time travel. You said it was Albert Einstein's theory. It, of time Einstein time. have a theory because, like, I believe it ties into the theory of relativity because, like, time, space, matter, all that shit are separate, right? You got like space, and then you got time, right? And then suns are like giant gravity wells that bend space and time. Mm. So, in theory, I guess if you slingshot yourself around a sun fast enough, let's say nine point eight times the speed of light you should be able to travel back in time. Yeah. We haven't attempted it, obviously. Yeah, we'll never be able to. We ever. haven't broken the light barrier. We never will because... We can't have a ship that will be able to maintain the gravity of the sun and not burn up and yeah. it's destroyed. Yeah. But they did, and they did it. And they did it, and they go back in time to 1986. <sighs> height of the Cold War. And this is where... It gets fun. Yeah. This, this movie was fun. It was zany. It was fun. I fucking hate the soundtrack, man. Yeah, the soundtrack sucks, but I was ignoring the soundtrack because I was watching these people from the 23rd century be like, money. It was so weird, too. Right when they show up, they put like a weird 80s song on. Yeah. Was, like, a, like a, what's his name? His kid's a piece of shit. Landis. Landis kind of soundtracks. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so they go back to the 80s. And it's very obvious that they don't belong. So Kirk's like, just stop standing at attention, you know? No, because he was like, just stay here. We'll, we'll split up a bit so you guys look weird. Yeah. Pretty much. What about when he's walking across the street, the taxi can, get out of the street, dumbass. We'll double dumbass on you. <laughs> That's what Spock's got a little confused. He's like, why did you talk like that? Well, you see, in the 20th century, profanity was very common. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, the subway scene with the punk. Oh, 
Yeah. Sir, can you can you turn that down so he turns it up? And then he Vulcan nerve pinches him and everyone claps. Oh, so after he makes them split up, they go to the pawn shop. Yeah, they split into three teams. Yeah. So Kirk and Spock are going to go find whales. Uh, Ahura and Chekhov are going to go find um, nuclear material to repower the dilithium crystals. And uh, Bones and Scotty are going to go find something to retrofit the cargo hull of the Klingon vessel so they can transport the whales. Um, so we'll start with Kirk and Spock, because their adventure is the main adventure. The best part is they go, they go to the pawn shop, and he has the glasses that Bones gave to him. Yeah. Spock's like, wasn't that a present? From Bones? Which shows, it's cool, it shows more of these remember. Yeah, he goes, wasn't that a present from... And it still will be. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, that's the beauty of it. It still will be. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy's like, oh, these are like 18th century glasses. Yeah, very nice. What? If the lenses weren't broke, I'd give you more money. How's $100, Mr. Kirk? What? <laughs> and then I like the scene where they're all huddled around him and he's giving them <laughs> dollars. Like, <laughs> Doesn't know what any of it does. He's nope. like, I think this is right. Yeah, they don't know because, they, they, by God, they still use money. You know? uh, then uh, what? When they're trying to figure out where to find whales, right? Spock's like, if I use this map with the coordinates I triangulate, blah, 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 blah. Out of nowhere. A bus rolls up. They find George and Ginny at so-and-so. Then they're like, okay. And they get on the bus. Two seconds later, they're walking off. Like, what does exact change mean? <laughs> There's so many of those jokes. That was the best scene. Like, they walk on the bus because they see a the thing. They're like, they won't probably like, bring us here. And then they're like... You assume there's going to be a screen transition or something. And then they just walk right off the bus directly after walking onto it. Like, Little did you know back in the day, you needed exact change to put into the meter. Yeah. You can't just scan a car to give them dollars. Which probably sucks. It's probably like 25 cents. Oh, it's probably cheaper. It's probably like yeah. a dime. And they're like, just take the $20. He's 20 bucks. He's like, no. What the fuck is exact change? <laughs> uh, and then it cuts to Nichelle Nichols and, um, uh, excuse me, Ahura and Chekhov. Tell me where your nuclear vessels are. And the cops oh just staring at them because it's the Cold War. You know, we're in a nuclear arms race with Russia, and here's a Russian man asking where the military base is so he can look at their nuclear vessels. And I love how they get. What was the town? Well, I don't remember the town. Alameda. Alameda. And one girl's like, "Yeah, everyone." Yeah, they're over Alameda. in Alameda, and he's like, "I know they're in the, where. Where is Alameda?" <laughs> and the cop is just sitting there staring at them. Every character was pretty perfect on their like response to what the 80s would be oh yeah they every character played a fish out of water perfectly yeah. like when james duhan is trying to use the oh when scotty's trying to use the computer he picks up the mouse hello computer, computer. just use the keyboard oh right keyboard <laughs> things are things are just popping yeah up he starts hand. typing up really slow and then he gets faster 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 <laughs> until he used it then he invents transparent aluminum which is like what the windows on starships are and stuff like that it's transparent aluminum and it's like this thick. Think about that. Aluminum this thick, but it's transparent so you can see through it. That's sick. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, don't you think you might have changed the fabric of time? Don't you think you might have been the one who invented it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? It was invented in the 20th century. Could have been him. I love Scotty's. I like that time travel, though. You think you're going back and fucking things up, but you're the reason why things happen, so it all works out. Yeah. Well, that was just Scotty being like, eh, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> I see a time travel movie where people have to go to prevent time travelers going back and helping. Isn't that Looper? Is it? I don't know. I've never seen it. It's not. Okay. Isn't that Primer? 
No, Primer's time travel is weird. Primer, they time travel to prevent something, then they start time traveling to prevent themselves from preventing the thing. Mm -hmm. And then something else happens, and I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, but in Primer, you can't go back in time. You can only go to a point where the machine existed. Exactly. But then there was a machine that was older because he had built it in secret without telling him. Anyway. Yeah. Shit, so they're in the 80s, and a lot of funny shit happens. Let's talk about when they go to the aquarium. Oh, yeah, so they went this to... This scene was great. They went to go to the only aquarium... Or, or, excuse me, this aquarium has the only captive humpback whales in the world. Two of them, male and female. How convenient. And so they show this really cool video of Chad getting split open. <laughs> oh, I mean, it was a whale. It was a whale, my yeah. bad. Um, and she talks about how, like, whaling is bad, and everyone's like, oh. The mom from Seventh Heaven and Chucky. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, obviously whaling's bad, but, like, what are you going to do? Tell the Japanese to stop? Oh, wait, we did. <laughs> um, Even yeah. South Park did. Yeah, everyone does. Everyone but Japan. It's like, stop it, please. And they're like, but it's not traditional. We're not the proper. No, they stopped, too. All right, cool. Yeah, every, everyone kind of agreed whales are sick. We should probably stop killing Guardians them. of the ocean. Apparently, they've been on the planet 10 million years longer than us, and enough that an alien species wanted to come talk to them. Yeah. Um, you didn't answer my text. <laughs> that's basically what this movie was. The fuck, bro? Um, so yeah, they're, they're, the reason they're going back in time is they want to get a humpback whale and bring it to the future. I don't know if we Because this song, the transmission coming from the orb is a whale song. They slow it down to a certain point where they actually acknowledge what it is. Yeah. So uh, they go to this aquarium where this hot blonde chick is like in love with these two whales. <laughs> and uh, they're, you know, they're asking very strange questions. Yeah. Very obvious, I am not from here. And by here, I mean this timeline questions. And fucking Spock keeps... So in the show, by the end of the show, Spock was calling Kirk Jim the entire time. Mm. But since he's been reborn again, he keeps calling him Admiral, which is like a dead giveaway, you know? So they wind up going up to the surface and they're looking down on the whales. And then they go down to the cool observation deck and fucking Spock jumps in the water. And she's and the lady's giving her big thing like, who Everybody's knows? Everybody's just like... Yeah, everybody's just like... Because ah, you see Spock. They, they had great reactions. Yeah. yeah, I like that. So she's giving this whole spiel about why do whales sing and who knows what they're saying. And so maybe they're singing to him. <laughs> he's doing his little. He's doing his called? Vulcan mind meld on, yeah. the, on the whale to figure out what's up. Uh, Gracie specifically. Mm. And uh, then they go up to the surface and she's like, "You tell me what you're doing right now, or I'll call the cops." And they're and he's like, "No, it's just." We're really enthusiastic about whales. And then Spock goes, Gracie's pregnant. She goes, how the hell did you know that? And then Spock starts saying, well, how the hell wouldn't I know? Gracie told me, you know? And what the hell do you know? And he just starts swearing at her. And Kirk's like, all right, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Kirk's like, I'm a family thing. Maybe you shouldn't. Use Maybe it. you should leave that to me. <laughs> Why? I was, thought I was doing quite well. <laughs> yeah. So basically, they're walking. And uh, she rolls up in the truck, and she's like, okay, weirdos. The one thing I will say about this movie is every single fucking thing that happens is so convenient. Yeah, but that's what makes it an like, adventure. But that's what makes it an adventure. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's also not too far-fetched to think that if they were walking down the main strip trying to get back to San Francisco from the museum and she got off her, off her ship, mm. that she also would be driving down that street. It's not that on. It's not that far-fetched. Mm. What's far-fetched is her just going along with the, okay, so you're from the future? Well, she's a lonely person who fucking loves whales. Yeah, true. The whale's being taken away, so she's like, what else? And you say you can... And she says that. Yeah, true. She's like, what's the point? You know, I got nothing for me here. Yeah. yeah. You need a whale biologist in the future. And it's like, I don't think so. 
Considering it's a monitor. Yeah, but we have computer. The computer in the 23rd century is just... She needs the monitor. No, that was just her way of justifying it. And Kurt being like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. You're right, I'll get some. Yeah, I'll get some eventually. Um, yeah, so she she gets him in the truck. And then fucking... Do you like Italian? Yes, no. No, yes, yes, no. And they go back and forth. Kurt's like, yes. <laughs> we like Italian. And then Spock... Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. And then he'll bring Spock. Yeah, Spock's like, I will wait at... Oh, they park their Klingon vessel in the Golden Gate Park. The yeah. two fucking garbage men, when they roll up, you didn't... I didn't see anything, and neither did you. And they fucking drive away. The two Brooklyn garbage men yeah. working in San Francisco for some reason. They filmed reason. it in New York. Yeah. <laughs> no, they filmed it in San Francisco. We saw that, right? They even filmed it on the real Enterprise. The real USS yeah, Enterprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, the, not the real one. The real one. This, the, the one water, that's in service. The water boat. The one that's in service right now. Not yeah. the one that's in service in 300 years. <sighs> Keep getting depressed. <laughs> so they go to dinner. We'll take a large blah 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 pizza. And, and a, a Michelob. And you, sir? Same thing. Luckily... When they bring the pizza out, he knows not to get too large. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like when Kirk sips the Michelob. He's like, no. It's because in, in, in their century, they have something called synthahol, which is alcohol that brings you just to the brink of drunkenness, but it won't let you get drunk, so you can still maintain your faculties. Bullshit. So you can drink as much as you want, but you'll never get wasted. Mm. What's the point? Fuck Star Trek. No. <laughs> they have other things like Romulan Ale and shit like that that probably yeah. do crazy. I mean, Worf gets drunk off prune juice. So there's like crazy <laughs> shit out there. The moisture from my beer. Oh, you touched your belly with it? Yeah. You stupid. Yeah. Um, so basically, while they're at dinner, uh, Italian, which is pizza, uh, <laughs> Kirk is like, she's like, all right, drop the charade. And he goes, okay. I'm from the 23rd century, I'm an admiral, I have a spaceship, I'm here to get your whales to save the Earth. And she's like, bullshit. And then he pulls out his communicator, and he starts talking to them, because she's like, you have a pager on you. This is before cell phones existed. Yeah. He's like, God damn it, they weren't supposed to call unless it was an emergency, so he flips open the phone and he starts, who does he talk to, Scotty and Bones first, because they complete their mission first? Mm. No, uh, Michelle Nichols and uh, Walter. When they're on the ship. When they're on the shore. Yeah. Before they board the ship, they're like, we found the nuclear material, we're going to wait until dark, uh, just beam us in straight to where we need to be, and then we'll steal the radiation, and we'll leave. <laughs> Which doesn't work out so well. Yeah. But then after seeing the flip phone, it's so futuristic that she's like, okay. What's really going on here? Yeah. But she still thinks he's fucking with because when they drive back to the Golden State Park, he's she's like, how am I able to find you again? He says, just come here and we'll... Fine, here yeah. the park and he goes yeah that's just, whatever and as she's leaving away she sees the, sees the light of him getting beamed aboard and that's like okay they're from the future all right let's talk about what's their names going on the ship uh ohora and Chekhov. yeah everything's going so smooth so smooth they beam they, straight in they avoid the guard dog they, they have their little radiation thing to build the radiation they're stealing the radiation they fucking get it off perfectly but there's interference, so they can only beam one off at a time. So they beam Ahura off first, because Walter Cohen is like this, you know, he's the weapons. He's like, if anyone's going to stay behind me, yeah. I'm the warrior, so you go first. 
uh, he gets stuck behind and he winds up, dude, how many guards rush him? Like 30 or 40. And then he's like in interrogation and they're like, look, Pav, uh, Chekhov Pavlov, lieutenant grade, or a junior grade lieutenant, uh, serial number, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> United Federation of Planets. Want to tell me what you're doing here? And he's just telling the truth. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm from the future. I'm here to get some whales, blah, blah, blah. I love at one point the cop's like, I guess we're done here. And he's like, cool, can I go? No, he's like, if you keep playing games with me, we're through. And he goes, oh, so we're done here. <laughs> and then he picks up the Klingon, like, thing. Yeah, and he's like, I'll do it. I'll do it, I swear. And everyone's like, whoa. And then... The radiation. <laughs> the radiation. And then he throws it at the guy, books it, and then there's, like, the general alert. I like how, um, instead of the sailors just jumping in, it's hit the deck, so every sailor, except for the ones with the guns, drop. That yeah. way, there's no collateral, which is like fucking genius. At first, yeah, I was like, "That's." I, at first, I was like, "That's stupid," but then my brain started thinking, yeah. about it. "I was like, that's probably the best way to do it. You don't want random people interfering." And so Chekhov's trying to get off the Enterprise um, aircraft carrier, and he falls and cracks his head, and they lose contact with Pavel Chekhov. Um, so they have the ability to get the whales. They have the the clear. Uh, the, the transparent aluminum container on their ship uh, they're they're ready to go and then Spock they're like debating whether or not to go for Chekhov and then Spock goes we must go back for Chekhov and, and then um, Kirk says well where's the logic in that and he goes there isn't any and it's like yes Spock is coming back so like when they first got on the ship uh, she's like we need to get out of here and Kirk's like no we can't leave yet yeah we so can't leave without our man yeah and then Spock fucking backs him up, and it's like, fuck yeah. So then Bones, uh, the girl, and Grace, oh no, what was her name? Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Kirk get doctor's uniforms, and they go into the hospital, <laughs> and, they're, and they're looking for him, and it's like, all right, Bones, you go that way, uh, you go that way, I'll go this way. So Bones is walking down the hallway, and he walks in, oh, my God, ma'am, what, what's wrong with you? I'm on dialysis dialysis and he reaches into his doctor take this take this and see me in a week <laughs> yeah if there's any problems call me <laughs> yeah and he like passed around the cheek dude the way Bones was walking around the hospital he was just completely disgusted yeah um so they eventually find Pavel's room uh, Chekhov's room and they go in and the guy wants to drill into his brain to relieve pressure or whatever and he's like no you need to repair the artery and he's like my God, what are you, barbarian? And then Kirk is like, all right, I'm done with this. And just pulls a gun. To get into the room, though, they had to put the girl on a stretcher and pull her right Oh, in. yeah, and, and Bones, They're like, this is an emergency, blah, blah, blah. And she has this and that and this and that and this and that. And then the cop's like, okay, okay. And when they get in the room, Kirk's like, what was that? Cramps. Cramps. <laughs> I told them she has cramps. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, at this point, they put the thing on. Uh, the weird, if you've seen Star Trek, it's that weird, like, uh, hexagonal thing that yeah. they put on people's foreheads. Put him on what's his name's head. What's his name? Chekhov. Chekhov's head. They like so much time. Yeah, and they're like, wake up, wake up. And he winds up waking up and he's, what's your name? Chekhov Pavel, your rank, Admiral. And he <laughs> smiles. <laughs> yeah. So then they get Pavel out of the hospital. There's a fucking wacky chase scene, which is fucking stupid. But the song sucked. It sounded like that uh, chicken. It was like Cooney. It was like Cooney. Cooney tunes, music. yeah. Oh. And though, and. The, and the best scene, best part of that scene, the chase scene, is when the lady was like, "Oh, thank you, doctor." And the I other, grew my, I grew a new kidney. And the other doctors were like, "It's fully." I don't understand. You see, Bones just like, "Yeah, that's what's up. I know medicine better than you guys." 
Um, so they might they, they all go back. Um, this entire time, Sulu has been learning how to fly a Huey, so he can drop off the pieces of the clear, uh, the transparent um, aluminum. They're like saying their goodbyes to the girl. And the girl's mm -hmm. like, okay. Uh, well, they need the radio frequency. Whoa, we forgot about the whales getting taken early. They took the whales in the middle of the night because they didn't want to make a media spectacle. So this made the uh, Seventh Heaven girl panic, go to the park. Find She's like them. freaking out. So she's like, Kirk, Kirk, where are you? And she ends up running into the fucking boom. Yeah. That was, it even made the boom noise, which means movies. What about when the Excelsior in Search for Spock, their engine died and it made that. <laughs> yeah, the gelati <laughs> sputtering sound. Yeah, there's a lot of weird things in these movies where it's like, did you really? It's movies? 80s. Yeah, I know, exactly. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. But yeah, what's his name? Uh, guy who made the aluminum glass? Scotty. Scotty Caesar calls down to Spock, puts him on the camera. Captain! He's Spock, uh, Kirk sees her on the camera, beams her up. No, beams out to talk to her. No, oh, he beams her up. Right no, she tricks him. Remember? No, that was when they were leaving, though. Oh, yeah, 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 true. Yeah. Gets her on the ship to go save the whales. Um, are you sure? Yeah. Because they don't leave there. They have to fly and get the whales. They get the whales, then he's like, we need to go. No, she tells them that the whales got taken early. And then he's like, okay. Yeah, but they're on the ship and then they bring her outside. No, she doesn't go on the ship. She only goes on the ship once. Mm -hmm. And she's outside banging on it. Look, there's a scene where she gets beamed up on the ship and she's like, ah, and I'm like, that's a bad scream. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah. yeah so she right. gets beamed twice. Yeah, yeah. The second time she tricks Kirk. Yeah. Um,. So they bring her on the ship, they let her know what everything's going on, they're all ready to go, so Kirk's going to say his goodbyes, and... She grabs him. And, and don't uh, they, doesn't that transport, like, fuck with your molecules and everything? Well, the way a transporter works, according to Star Trek lore, is it atomizes you, creates your atoms into a digital code, and then re-atomizes. So basically you die and are reborn. Wouldn't they have, like... Melted together? Yeah. That was, like, a big thing with, like, uh... Like, uh, next-gen, like, Barkley was scared of transporters for that specific reason. <laughs> um, and then in the new movies, I hate this line, but um, uh, Simon Pegg's Scotty says, when they're trying to transport from planet to planet, he's like, I did it once with Captain Archer's dog, and it came out inside out. And it's like, you killed Captain Archer's beagle from Enterprise. If you know who Captain Por Porvo, he loves cheese. Mm. Yeah, you killed Captain Archer's beagle, Scotty. That's not that's not fun. <laughs> that's not my Scotty. That's not my Star Trek. Aww. You know, I I love how we kept bringing up the new movies. <laughs> this entire like, because you're watching like, they took that little piece and fucked it. They took that little piece and fucked it. Yeah, like, oh wait, Vulcan's gone. Guess Spock ain't dying. Like even you said that when I was like, "That's the planet that blew up in the first movie," and you're like, "Wow!" <laughs> Something fucked up from the get go. But yeah, they pretty much seven pound girl convinces them to let them go, so they all go to Alaska, and they and they save the whales from some pirates, I guess. It's <laughs> so dramatic. Yeah, <laughs> you have like the guys trying to line up the thing, waiting for the whale to pop up into the water. The, the, the harpoon, harpoon cannon. And they fire the harpoon cannon. Dink. It's the ship. <laughs> yeah, and then they beam the whales on board. I love how they, like, make themselves, like... Yeah, they decloak, and then the guy in the ship... Jesus Christ! 
try to get the fuck away. I would too. Fuck that. I dude. would too. Fucking giant ass green ship. Everyone's reaction to the future technology was appropriate. It was always like, what the fuck am I seeing? You didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. Um, but yay. They save the, the whales. whales. They go up and they and they only have warp seven and they're like fuck it's not enough speed aim directly at the sun but I don't know if I'll be able to get us out but Spock takes his best guess, guess. and then Kirk's like that's excellent and he leaves the room and Spock's like was that an insult and he goes I trust your guess more than and then guess. he goes he goes James trusts your guess your guesses more than other people's facts yeah. and he goes so it was a compliment then. The very best and then spock's best guess works super goddamn well yeah and they wind up in the future they fucking dump the whales in the ocean the whales have a conversation with the fucking probe we don't know what was said but the probe leaves whales are like these people are cool they're cool and then um even though they kill us kirk stands kirk and his crew stand trial spock, spock. decides to stand with them uh they are found not guilty of everything Except for Kirk, he's found guilty of disobeying orders because everyone knows you need to respect the chain of command. So we're busting you down, the captain. Yeah, he gets his shit back. Exactly. So these three movies starts with him as a desk jockey admiral. Bored, and hating sad, it. just bored. And then the second movie, he's sad. And then the third movie, he's he's back to being Captain Kirk again. And they and then they're like, I wonder. And it's like, what did what do they say? They're 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 in the shuttle going towards their new ship, and Bones is like. That it's a freighter. And then uh, Sulu goes, I hope it's the Excelsior. Why would you want that bucket of bolts? Says Scotty. And then they crest the Excelsior, and there's a fucking brand new Enterprise A. Built in five days. Yep. And the Sulu. During all the chaos. During all the chaos. And the, the Sulu wanting to uh, command the uh, Excelsior, he winds up commanding the Excelsior. That's cool. Yeah, he gets the Excelsior. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So, what are your overall thoughts on old Star Trek? Now that I've introduced you to like the three best movies, watching them all in a row. Well, watching if I watched Rathacon, just Rathacon, you would have been like great sick. Movie. Yeah, it's like a ten out of ten. Yeah. Search of Spock, I'd probably give like a seven point five, eight, maybe eight point five. I don't know. I might have to watch it again. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Voyage Home. I give it a seven. It was fun, though. It was fun. It was the fun one. Yeah. You know? I kind of like talking about Voyage Home more than Search for Spock. Yeah, Search for Spock is very, like, cut and dry, like, bing, bang, boom, boom, ba, boo. Here's scene, 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 scene. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very just... This one was more like, hey, watch Spock try to interact with regular people. My biggest thing about this movie is everything was too convenient. Spock did too much LDS back in the free speech movement. It's like, oh, yeah? LDS. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just where are your Mukamira Wessels? Mikash just like <laughs> staring him down, like, dude, don't ask me that question. Come on, man. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of laughs in the Voyage Home. Yeah. Some good character moments. Spock was great. Spock was really good. Bones was. Bones was great, great Kirk, in all three movies. Kirk was amazing in all three movies. Everyone was great. Nichelle Nichols and Chekhov. Chekhov had a lot of bit part. He had a bit part in uh, Khan, but he had a major role in Voyage. Yeah. Nichelle Nichols kind of had bit parts the entire time, but she was incredibly key to the plot. Yeah, and she's a charismatic actor, so. Yeah. She her, her little bit of screen time was perfect. Yeah. Uh, Scotty, James Duhon. Scotty kills it. Yeah, he got a lot of screen time in the third one. Yeah. 
Just that whole plastic scene where he's pretending to be a professor. What do you mean they don't know I was here for a tour? No, 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 don't worry. He said he'd give us a private tour. Oh. You could definitely tell the writers were very influenced by a lot of 80s comedies. For this a lot movie. of 80s comedies, but also the writers knew how the characters should act. Yeah. And, and if they didn't, I guarantee the actors went, no, nah, that's not how Scotty is. I think this is more of a, this is what people want, so we're going to make this movie, but it's going to be Star Trek. Yeah. Because this movie was just like, hey, watch the bridge crew. It's so weird that it's like a very weird trilogy, because you had the first movie, which is what it is. Well, that's not even the first movie, that's the second movie. No, Star Trek the Rath movie. Oh, uh, the motion picture. Motion picture. Which, my favorite. Like, well, Wrath of Khan's my favorite, but then motion picture. Yeah, but it doesn't really like involve these three movies? No, it's a standalone. Yeah, so it's a weird trilogy of the movies where you have the first movie. Well, it's, it's not a trilogy, it's five films. Yeah, but I would call these three a trilogy. No, these three are definitely a trilogy. These yeah. are through storyline. Yeah. And then you have Undiscovered Country, which is whatever. And then, what was the fifth one called? Why am I forgetting? Never mind. I just added yeah, it's on like the tip of my tongue. Yeah. Um, we're a little drunk. And in Texas. But yeah. Um, if you like sci-fi, I fucking watch these movies. Yeah, these are probably the, the better than Star Trek. Star Trek? Star Wars? Better than the prequels. Better than the sequels? Wow! <laughs> You're really guessing? The sequels? Yeah. Oh, sequels, definitely. Yeah. I thought you, never mind. I thought you were talking about the original. No, yeah. okay. Compare these three to the original three. Rathacon's uh, really good. Dude. Is Rathacon better than A New Hope? Yeah. Is, uh, not Empire. Is Search of, Search of Spock's not better than Empire Strikes Back? Okay, Voyage Home over Return. I really like Return. I like Return too, but I'm going to take Voyage Home over Return because I'm a Star Trek nerd. I'll take Rathacon over A New Hope and Return. I'll take, Retur I'll take Rathacon over all three Star Wars movies. Damn. Yeah. Rathacon's good, dude. Yeah. Rathacon's really fucking good. Fucking way emotional. It's a 10 out of 10, dude. Yeah. Like, the closest one would be Empire. Empire gets really close to the level of Rathacon in, in, yeah. in, in the terms of, like, the sheer scale of what's happening. Ah, uh, this is turning into a Rathacon review again. <laughs> yeah, if you want to hear a Rathacon review, watch the Rathacon review. And then watch the Rathacon. Then watch Search for Spock. Then watch The Voyage Home. And then if you really want to get down on some Star Trek, watch the fucking watch the motion picture, the first one. Uh, avoid all the Picard movies because they are fucking garbage. Rick Berman and Brian uh, Brian Braga fucking ruined Star Trek once Roddenberry dies. Like they're the reason Star Trek sucks now because mm -hmm. those two fucking idiots. God damn. Yeah, I'm Chad. This is Chris. We're a fanboy and a snob. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe and hit that bell to be notified. Don't say that stuff. And smash that like button. Boop, boop, boop. Tune and beam up. <laughs> Fucking love Star Trek, dude.